The House of Hades, Chapter 69, Annabeth. Getting killed by Tartarus didn't seem like much of an honor. As Annabeth stared up at his dark whirlpool face, she decided she'd rather die in some less... Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Ava! Oh Neve! How the fuck we doing this? <laughs> you guys won't understand how Brain kind of stood, sat in silence with his mouth open for a couple seconds before saying that to us. Yeah. Um, I'm doing good. I literally almost just fell asleep <laughs> while we were getting ready to record this. True. I got real sleepy out of nowhere. Um, it's finals week. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing good. Time is moving too fast. I can't believe it's already finals week and I'm going to have to go back home and, uh, yeah. And then start our last semester in like three weeks because we come Why back early. Why would you say that? <laughs> How are you, Ava? Deny. <laughs> deny, deny, deny. Um, I'm okay. I have a lot of work to do tonight. Like too much. Um, like I should not have, um, pushed it all to tonight. Um, but I did. Yup, so that's how we're uh, doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Brayden? Um, yeah. I'm doing alright. I'm actually mostly done with my finals, so that's chill. Um, break. I kind of hate winter break always, just because yeah. it's like too long off but it just feels unproductive it's like unproductive time Mm -hmm. like it's too long for a vacation it just becomes sad Mm. (laughs) um but other than that doing fine welcome back to return to camp half-blood true we are returning we are returning not yet we're still so far away Mm. (laughs) next book finally we will actually return to camp half-blood really yeah Oh, spoiler. Um, And we are discussing House of Hades, chapters 69 to 72, through the theme of escape. (laughs) That is what they be doing. I didn't really think about these final themes. There were so many themes I had to come up with for this this book. Um, Yeah. Um, Ava... You are you prepared uh, to summarize this week? I mean, sure. Go! <laughs> okay, so basically there are like two things that happen. They fight Tartarus and he is not to be beaten. Um, and then that guy comes back, that giant or whatever. <laughs> and I don't remember his name, but the only thing that's coming to mind is like the scientific name for like a fruit fly. <laughs> so, but it's, <laughs> we're going to call him Drosophila for now. It um, is not that at all. No, it's not, but that's okay. Um, and so he comes back and then um, he and Bob sacrifice themselves so they can go on the, um, so first and Annabeth can go on the elevator and Bob like holds the button and whatever. And he's like, say hi to the sun and the stars for me. And it's so sad. Um, and that's honestly pretty much it. And they're like grappling with it and they like have to hold the doors closed and stuff. So that's basically as far as we got. And little Bob grows. Good. You got the most important thing in there at the end. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Um, the, the giant's name is like... De- the I don't know. only Something thing. The D. I know. But uh, the only thing that I was getting was the scientific name for fruit I'm, I'm, I keep, I, 
Thomason. Thomason. Yes. <laughs> I am a genius. My <laughs> mind was saying Damocles, and I was like, that's not right. I know that's not right. <laughs> I get it. Like, certified incorrect. Yeah. No, yeah. And yet. All right. Songs. What musical selections have we procured? So, my musical selection is the song About You by the 1975. Which, you know, the fun thing about the 1975 is they are very clear about what they're writing about and what the context of the song is when you, like, listen to their interviews or, like, read their little album notes. But the actual lyrics are always pretty vague. (laughs) Especially in songs like About You, which is supposed to be, like, a continuation of Robbers. I just get into 1975 lore on this podcast right now. But, like, Uh it's supposed to be a continuation of another song about, like, a toxic relationship. And that's what... But the actual lyrics of the song just repeat the line, Would you think I had forgotten about you? Um, and the concept of missing someone. And I just, like, the last lines that Annabeth says to um, Bob of, like, like monsters like never die like they never truly die and will you'll be remembered as heroes and we'll tell our children and you'll regenerate someday um i thought that that was connected to this song of just like missing someone and being like how could i ever forget about you and what you did for me mm-hmm. and also the actual audio of it and like the way that the soundscape is built on this song like I, it literally it's so beautiful i am taken to a different plane it is so emotionally devastating <laughs> it's so good um, um so yeah that's my song i love it brayden um i went out there this week and, and i love it and chose a classical piece words like um i'm choosing um dido's aria uh like the most famous one from dido and aeneas by Purcell. um it is uh, colloquial called Dido's Lament, um, maybe known as uh, When I Am Laid in Earth. Um, pretty classical uh, song. It's also about Roman mythology, uh, the play. Very sad opera, very sad opera. Um, but it, in, the, in the opera, this is the scene, the the um, aria that she sings as she's about to kill herself. Because the whole thing is like, Aeneas comes, makes her fall in love with her, her and then leaves. Um, and there's a whole thing with like, Venus making her fall in love. And those kind of, gods are doing their god things. And you know, uh-huh. but um, I'm, it's, there, as in opera, there's often, not a lot of lyrics. It's, <laughs> Um, yeah, but I will read the the like short poem basically that it, the lyrics are because I think that'll help us understand. Um, I'm also gonna read the rest of it that comes before it too. Mm-hmm. Um, thy hand, Belinda, darkness shades me on thy bosom. Let me rest. More I would, but death invades me. Death is now a welcome guest. When I am laid in earth, my wrongs create no trouble in thy breast. Remember me, but ah, forget my fate. Um, it's, it's just about how you're remembered after you die. Um, 
being remembered for how you lived and not for how you died. Um, and it's sad. <laughs> and this scene is sad. Um, it just feels very applicable to how Bob is asking to be remembered. Mm-hmm. And what this is very similar to Neve's choice, like um, how he asks or how the conversation with Annabeth where she's like, we'll tell our, our, our children about you and we'll keep you alive that way by telling stories about you. Mm. And like, it's, we'll talk about more later with that, <laughs> the, the deeper connotations of that conversation, but um, <laughs> Ava. Yeah. Um, God, no, that just really incapacitated me because I just have such a specific soft spot for like classic Greek and Roman heroines and like I have a tendency to mourn them a lot in the present day um and so that just really got me um I've chosen a slightly different perspective but I think it's interesting um I've kind of chosen a song that um is almost like functioning as commentary on like Percy and Annabeth's reactions and that is sedated by Hosier, um, because, duh. Um, I love all of his discography, and I'm really restless um, waiting for his new album. Um, Kang, drop it, please. Um, but anyway, I have been listening to his old albums a lot over the past couple of months, and um, I just I got so obsessed with the song like around a week ago when I realized that it literally perfectly describes. Um, Macbeth and Lady Macbeth's relationship with one another. Um, and I just want to, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to read some of the lyrics, um, that I think probably capture at least the positionality of Percy Annabeth. Um, you and I nursing on a poison that never stung. Our teeth and lungs are lined with the scum of it. Some whiff of this, death and guts. We are deaf, we are numb, free and young, and we can feel none of it. Oh. You, you know? Right? Yeah. Right? It really... I love that song. But it's also so, like, brutal. And so I felt like it was the perfect time to kind of whip it out. Yep. <laughs> it also... This um, chapter remind Or these chapters reminded me a lot of... um. Uh, the John Keats poem to Autumn. Mm. Uh, ouch. <laughs> anyway. I'm just like looking over this playlist now. A remarkably in my bag playlist. Oh no. <laughs> well, these are like devastating plot lines for so many of the characters. Yeah. Like obviously Percy and Annabeth, but even like like Leo's one plot line yeah. is like forever lost unrequited love mm-hmm. and Hazel has to like take the entire world on her shoulders and Jason fuck Jason but Nico's plot <laughs> is that this book is really sad too everyone is just going absolute through it I will note there are two standouts um of not sad and maybe it's just really one let, let me make yes there are two um, one is He's a Pirate, the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song. The other is I'm a Gummy Bear. When the fuck did we put I'm a Gummy Bear on this playlist? I think it has to be for the, um, 
The dwarves. <laughs> oh my no. god. The baloney dwarves. No, you're so right. That oh has to be god. what it's from. And I'm, I know we talked about this when the song was added as well. The, the full title is I Am a Gummy Bear. Yeah. Yeah. It, the was fact it that it's not... A, it was certainly. Um, <laughs> the fact that it's not a conjunction is crazy. Because he sings a conjunction. Yeah, he, he sings, sings... Oh, I'm a... Okay, he's declaring. Right. But, like, he doesn't do that in the song. He's not yeah. like, I am a gummy bear. I, I am, am a... a gu- no, no, he's like, so I'm oh, a, I'm a gummy, gummy bear. bear. Oh, yeah. I'm... Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually... Woo! Actually, now you got me second-guessing. Now do we need to... Well, luckily on Spotify, you can pull up the lyrics right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, the lyrics say, Oh, I'm a gummy bear. Yes, I'm a gummy bear. Oh, I'm a yummy, tummy, funny, lucky gummy bear. Yeah. I'm a jelly bear. Cause, cause I'm a gummy bear. Oh, oh I'm a moving, grooving, jamming, singing gummy bear. The oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. On YouTube, it is with the conjunction of I'm a gummy bear. Hmm. Oh. Would you look at that? Um, I would also like to continue. We have the refrain of gummy, 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 gummy bear. <laughs> but then it goes, biting da badoli party. Bam, bing, badoli party. Biting badoli party, party pop. <laughs> you, you sound Italian. <laughs> I th- there are a couple languages. Oh, does he just say it all in different languages? Is this what's happening? No, I think it's just like vibes. I don't know. Or is it? Ba 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 di ba di yum yum. I do remember that. I remember the But then there's like Russian. Oh. I think. But I thought it was German. Hmm. What are the origins of the Gummy Bear song? I wish we knew. Because there's an English version, so that means there has to be... The artist is Gummy Bear. Right. (laughs) This is a stupid gondo. It's so funny. But where is he from? Good question. Gummy Bar or Gummy Bear. Gummy Bar. German fruit. Oh, so he's Kumi German. <laughs> he's so he Kumi is bar. he is German. He's under the he, you his record label is Gummy Bear International. Oh, I did know that. Gummy bar. Um, <laughs> does he have specific relations to Crazy Frog? <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Why am I laughing? No, Crazy Frog is Swedish. Oh. Crazy Frog, also known known as The Annoying Thing, <laughs> is a Swedish CGI animated character and Eurodance musician. Mm. <laughs> Created by actor and playwright, playwright Eric Wernz. Hmm. Marketed by the ringtone provider Jamba. He is under a couple labels, actual, like actual labels. He's like universal. Please. 
stepping. All right. Well, now that we know the history, mm-hmm. um, what were our favorite moments from the House of Hades? It's just so sad. Yeah, favorite moment hard because. Yeah, favorite moment like what kind of shake tragic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I will say say. Not so little Bob. Not so little Bob was a sleigh. That was yeah. very good. I also like that it implies he's just lazy. Like he could have gotten big big enough to walk alongside them that whole time, but he said he didn't no. Feel like it. I'm a ride. Yeah. He's so silly. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Saber Bob. Saber Bob. It was also like beautifully terrifying the description of Tartarus. Yeah. I was like, damn, poetic. You could kill me. Um, I thought it was interesting that he was like kind of clunky in his human form at the start. Yeah. I thought that was funny because he was like it was like he is so like omnipotently terrifying that Percy's like dropping his sword and Annabeth can't talk and then Bobby starts to fight Bob and he's like oh fuck I don't really know how arms work <laughs> like that's just a very funny like like idea because it basically implies like he hasn't like Annabeth at least draws the conclusion that Tartarus like hasn't taken a hasn't tr- like eliminated them yet as they've traveled through his consciousness in order to be able to gain a physical form and fight them himself. Mm-hmm. So it is just funny that he that that kind of backfires on him. <laughs> he can't do it. Is that the idea like the the <laughs> metaphysical god like becoming physical and being like, wait, I kind of wasn't prepared. For this. <laughs> I don't really know how this works. <laughs> My god. Like, if God came down and was like, oh, fuck, gravity. <laughs> Y'all really fighting against that, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it takes babies a while to figure out how, how everything works. True. And this horrible, omnipotent god of everything evil is just just a little baby. <laughs> trying a to figure big out, baby. Trying to figure out how leg works. Just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out how leg work yeah like this dog it's like <laughs> I just showed um, for those of you who can't see which is all of you I, I just showed <laughs> a picture of a dog in a bag but it's like fine it's just like he's being a good boy like he's just being carried and it's very silly because you can only see his head um yeah all right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back to talk about the theme of escape. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... 
That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right. Oh. Escape. Escape. They are escape. They escape. They're working on it. But escape comes at a cost. So brutal. Such a big fucking cost, too. I actually... This doesn't really fit in the theme. Or I guess it does, because it's like... Annabeth presents... In the elevator chapter, right? When they, like, are trying to keep the elevator shut and they're, like, grappling with everything that is just... That has just happened to them. Ele- like, that elevator scene presents a moral of sorts of what the chapter... Okay, so Annabeth in the in the elevator is, like, yes. I have been trained to lead quests and I have been trained to go into danger and come out... Like, you know, like, I have been trained to do all these things. And, set, like, the hardest lesson that I've had to learn is that sometimes you need to step back and let someone else take the brunt force of the danger in order to in order for the greater good and I just thought that was it was phrased so clearly like here's a moral to get from this and it was like what moral is this Rick and what does what were you trying to get average kids to take I agree I'm not sure if I agree with it yeah it feels very American military. Does that make Ooh, sense? Yeah. You're right. Like, like this is your duty to your country, like line of duty kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. moral kind of speech. Um, and I guess that is kind of applicable to these situations because they are child soldiers. Yes, <laughs> um, that is true. And like Bob talks about like, it's your destiny to go back up to the surface and fight this. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what it was trying to touch on. Like, the idea of, like, fate and destiny. But it wasn't phrased like that, if that's what it was trying to say. It was phrased of, like, everyone can take a little lesson from this. And it's like, can they? Like, what exactly, what lesson are we to take from this of, like, sometimes you just need to... Because you're destined to do something and someone else isn't. They need to take the brunt force of danger. Yeah. Yeah. They need to die because... I don't know. It's like sometimes other people need to die. Is that that seems to be the moral yeah. <laughs> that is presented? And like, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Sacrifice is a weird thing in literature. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, like martyrdom is really. Um, what idolized is not the word I'm looking for, but it's a similar glorified. Glorified, thank you. Yeah. Um, in literature, um, and I think it was supposed to make a point about that, and I don't think it did. I mean, I think it, the point it's supposed to make is that like it wouldn't have been helpful for them to stay and sacrifice themselves in this like futile effort when like, they could have gone on to like save everything. Mm-hmm. Like I do, and think, that's an interesting literary topic, but yeah. not necessarily a moral. If it's like trying to say, when I think it might be trying to say, maybe is like you can't save everyone, mm-hmm. but I don't. Yeah. Which I don't know if it does. It tries. It does it in a weird backwards, like mm. backdoor kind of way. And I think that's an interesting moral where it's like, like sometimes you can you all, okay. I think I figured out what it's trying to say. 
it's I think what is the lesson Annabeth is meant to have learned in Tartarus is sometimes the only person you can save is yourself. Mm-hmm. That, I like that. Yeah. That you can't you can't save everyone. And that that is an applicable moral in that like there's only so much you can do to help other people. Um yeah. not necessarily in like a like a welfare way. Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can like be on like giving money and donating, like, beyond, like, the, like more, like, emotionally. Yeah. There's only so much thi- thing that, that you can do to help people. Um, and there's a certain point where you kind of just have to save yourself. Um, and I think that is a really com- complex thing. And I think that's what, what I got out of it, out of anything. And I don't know if that's what it's trying to say. I agree. But I feel like that is something I got out of it. Yeah. And I think that that could, I think that's the best case of what was the attempted. I think that it can be. I don't know if the target audience would read that much yeah. into it, but I do think that that is something that can be taken away from yeah. all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, like relating it to like the idea of escape, like sometimes you do have to escape situations in which someone you care about is left behind in that like sometimes you have like friendships or relationships that are not healthy for you that are not like the fault of the other person but you sometimes have to leave them like I've had had friendships in the past that like they may have a lot going on with themselves they have like yeah mental health issues or whatever situational issues that kind of lead them to treating the people around them poorly. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have to, like, there's only so much in those situations you can do to help them before you kind of have to leave, like, create space between them and yourself. Um, which is not exactly what's happening in these <laughs> chapters. But, like, that is, like, I feel like a similar lesson where it's, like, you can't, you can't help everyone. And yeah. sometimes it's not your job to help them. And sometimes when you you can't help anyone anymore, you do have to help yourself because it's no good letting yourself go down with them then two people are hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that feels like it might have been what he was what Rick was trying to do. Like maybe. But then there's always the the child soldier aspect of it that makes it feel like, ooh. It also, yeah, that I was that 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 military aspect yeah. is, is also of like, like don't you, sacrifice yourself because you could help the greater good. It's like oh, but then someone else has to. You know, but it's like, like yeah, it's like you're like that military approach of like numbers game and like you should be prepared to put your life on the line for uh, the good of your country and like a yeah. good general knows when it's fine to, like, sacrifice troops. Like, that's what yeah. kind of it feels like. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, but I do... that. That's just what it's coming across as. But I think what you were saying is what Rick... Because that was the thing that threw me the most for the loop, was, like, why is this being presented as a moral that everyone can take from? And I think it's because he wanted people to take that. But just sure. the story he was setting up had to... Yeah, had to, had to be the other one. <laughs> you kind of like that is the the military aspect is a little more textual. Yeah, and you kind of got to dig deeper for a different lesson. Conceptual idea. Yeah, conceptual idea. Yeah, 
I also, the other place that I see escape in, in these chapters is how, um, Thomason yeah. um, escapes his cycle. He does. He's, I thought that was such an excellent callback. Mm-hmm. And such a good, like, like 11th hour save for them. Yeah. Because it's what we were just talking about, right before he comes back into the story, Percy and Annabeth are about to go help Bob and basically, like, abandon the doors of Death Elevator and go sacrifice themselves. Yeah. And then he comes uh, with his fucking dragon. And and they've like <laughs> to change his fate. And the incredible thing is that Rick really did write a book in which they might have died. Like I would yeah. have believed in this book if Percy and Annabeth died right there. Mm-hmm. Um. And it technically, I do think it is still a Deus Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Like l- definition of literary device, it is. <laughs> But it doesn't feel like that in that, like, it feels earned. One, because it was set up earlier and there is an arc to Thomasin like, breaking his cycle of trauma. And that's what, and, like, there's meaning yeah. behind him coming. But also, he doesn't just come in and fix everything. Yeah. Someone still dies. They, bo- they both die. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like Thomasin comes in and kills terrorists, and then yeah. they're saved. It's like, Domsing comes in, so their situation can be a little less shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We lose a, a little Bob, a big Bob, and, and a really big guy with a nice dragon. Yeah. Who, I, like... Nice dragon. And it also works well because the person, like, he's... He could have helped them... Realistically, like, if you think about it, he could have come and helped them in any of their past trials and tribulations between when they met him, Thomason, and when he comes in this. But, like, putting him in this scene as a, as a savior moment, but not really because it doesn't really help all of it, but having him in this scene to face up against Tartarus, the person, the, like, I almost said person, the being that locked him in that situation mm-hmm. and, like, was his father and, like, you know, it's, like, e- taking that, like, idea of breaking the generational trauma even more intensely because it's literally directly against the person who put him in yeah. the situation. Yeah, because, yeah, that, that's why it works so because it's... Mm-hmm. It also, ha- yeah, it has so much weight to that decision. Beautiful chapters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sad. Very... Emotionally devastating, but great work. Any more thoughts? Fought empty. Fought empty. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, the next is sass moment, but I don't know if there are any funny things that... No. I just liked Little Bob growing into Big Bob, and that's more of a concept. <laughs> I, like, I, that's also what I was going to say. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it was kind of, like... The broom was badass, but that's not even, like... Funny. Yeah, there's nothing funny, but there were, like, moments of triumph in an overall not, not, like, triumphant chapter for anyone. Yeah. Because there was just so many, like... Another... um, This is, like, backtracking quick, but you saying, like... I realistically thought they would have died because Percy was like, get in the elevator, Annabeth, like, I'll hold the button. 
And like, I, if that was what happened, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, that was realistic. If Percy just held the button and like died down there and Annabeth got to the top, like, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So. No, but especially because this, especially you do think Percy's going to die because it's an Annabeth POV chapter. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But he did it. He didn't. But I will kicking. say that He's... would have been incredible writing. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm not asking for it. No, but it would But have like been good. that would have been good. Yeah. Like like that image of like him like pushing like Annabeth into the, the elevator I and hold, holding dying. the button and the doors <laughs> closing on him. You know? Yeah. Like it's very cinematic. That is definitely something it is. I'm so, so satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who offer for? Bob. I'm going to give mine to Damson. That's then cool. I'll give mine to little Bob. <laughs> oh, they small all die. I can't believe small Bob of all people die. Like, I... He, he's oh. to die. It is, like, crazy how, like... He's just... How rich and detailed the the Tartarus parts of this book are. Uh-huh. And it's all kind of like a bottle book. Like, like a bottle episode of a book. Because all of the other characters besides Percy and Annabeth don't make it out. I know. Yeah. He's literally just a baby. He's literally so small. <laughs> I don't even remember why he's there. <laughs> like, I don't even remember how he got he there. He was one of the um the cats from uh, Titan's Curse. Oh, yes. oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's been alive for so long. So long. long. Anyway. Um, Who are we going off? <laughs> um, the system. Is that your actual answer? Yeah. I don't know. It only it feels appropriate to vote off the actual villain in these chapters. I mean, mine is like, how'd they get into this situation? Like, the I would vote off Tartarus. I feel like he doesn't even have an area yet. Does Tartarus have an area? He does. Okay. Um, I don't know, like. Tartarus does feel too on the nose for me. He's just like a literal, like, being now. And not just like an idea. And that makes it, like, somehow, like, harder to vote for him. (laughs) Yeah, that's, you're right. I put vote on fuck Damien. Oh my god. Period. No, no, it's too unrelated. It's too unrelated. Especially when someone simply died. Um, if we assume that the events of the last set of chapters are happening above them right now, like, if you, you assume that these Jason. are, you can vote off Jason. Mm. No, I'll do Tartarus. Brave decision. That's smart. Alrighty, folks. That's all for this week. Join us next week for, believe, uh, uh, remarkably not the final chapters of this book. (laughs) Chapters? 73 to 76 through the theme of illusion. Ooh.
make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are at the Tunisian Camp on every Bye.